holy name of Jesus. Amen. Four churches in Canada were burned to the ground this week after hundreds of the bodies of First Nation children were discovered in unmarked body at graves at schools where they had been taken from their families for the purpose of assimilation into Western society. And these schools have been funded by the government and run by the church. It's kind of like the worst of all worlds. Not good. We know that we had similar schools in our country, in our state, where we took kids from their parents and made them live far away and changed everything about them. European colonization did not go well for the people who were already living here. They're often evicted from their land and forced to walk hundreds of miles to a reservation, which turns out to be pretty much the place that the Europeans didn't want. And if you dig deeper, go back a couple more decades, centuries, however long you want to go, you'll find that those very same Europeans who sailed across the ocean, uh, they themselves were also the subject of conquest and eviction. History is pretty brutal for most people most of the time. The Romans conquered the whole world. They themselves then were also defeated. Humans can be really bad and very awful to one another. It seems like forever ago now and so much has happened, but do you remember last summer when our cities across the country were on fire? I'm here to tell you this morning that this is not the way. And if you keep going that way, you will just have to burn the whole entire world to the ground. Everyone is guilty. Now, it does just so happen that Peter tells us uh, that the day of the Lord will come burning like an oven. And if that is his judgment, then that is that. It is not your place to do so. Now, we must never minimize the awful things that happen to people and what we do to one another. They do happen, and they are bad. And there are truly wicked things that are inflicted on human beings, and they're nearly impossible for us to even begin to imagine. But I do not think that we can make things right. We cannot correct the errors of the past. All we can do is repent of our own sins and love one another today. I cannot pay for the sins of my fathers. That is too much. I can't even handle my own sins. And then yours, if we're all to be collectively guilty for one another's sins, well, I can't handle your sins either because mine are so dense and horrible on their own. And I only pray that you don't have to deal with my sins. It's like we, 
we act like we're standing on this mountain of history and we all have these legacies and, and we have to live up to what our forefathers imagined and expected and hoped for for us. But at the end of the day, um, all we have is one another. And this very day is all we have, not yesterday and not tomorrow even. It's just today. So you, you can actually forgive your enemies. And I think that you will find that it will be very good for you to do so. Now, you know, the Lord, when he's laying down the law, the rules for how Israel is supposed to work before they get into the promised land, the Lord builds in periodic times of forgiveness. Each week requires a Sabbath, time of rest and restoration. Every Sabbath year, every seventh year is a Sabbath year, and the, the land is allowed to rest and restore. And then, the granddaddy of them all, every 50th year, the Jubilee year, when debts are forgiven, slaves are freed, and everything is restored. Now, I don't, I don't have any idea how we would actually do something like that now. I think that the accounting would be uh, near impossible to figure out how to do something like that. But I think it's a good idea. Forgiveness. Because revenge and retribution will not get you very far. Repaying evil for evil, well, what does that get you? Well, just more evil. And it might feel good at first, but the more evil plan only leads to more darkness and suffering. I mean, it's really easy to burn a church to the ground. You can do that. Don't do it. Uh, it is quite a statement. My church, when I was a kid, got burned to the ground. And I will never forget pulling up one day and it was, it was on fire and gone. It's awful. That's easy to do. But forgiveness, forgiveness is more difficult. And yet, that is the path that the Lord has chosen to take with you. Instead of sending us some, like, 40-point plan for making things right with God, instead, he sends his only son, Jesus Christ, into this world. And it's not surprising at all that we ended up crucifying him. And was anyone surprised by that? No. The light comes into the darkness, and the darkness knew him not. And Jesus says crazy things to us. Be merciful. As your father is merciful. Huh. Well, that doesn't sit very well with a world that has no place for mercy. Very clearly. Mercy Mercy looks weak. We don't want to be weak. We want to be strong. And yet, trampled upon by the world, crucified, 
in buried, Jesus Christ is victorious over the evil that we inflicted upon him. And he is raised from the dead. And so there is hope for this world. There is hope for this world that it would not simply be burned over in anger and hatred. And we have a certainty of hope that the dead will be raised. So we do not mourn as the world mourns. We don't mourn in a way that brings us to despair. And we don't mourn in a way that leads us into violence either. But we do weep with those who weep. And we rejoice with those who rejoice. Because as your baptized brother, your sorrow is my sorrow. And your victory is also my victory. And whether it's the Tecumlips to Secumwep children in Canada, or our beloved grandparents, we have hope. Because Jesus Christ really is raised from the dead. And that is what we celebrate this morning. That is what that last hymn got absolutely right, which so many of them never quite get there. And this is why life is actually worth living and why you must not be given over to despair or hopelessness, because there is hope. And this is also why we must not take vengeance upon one another. This is why forgiveness is possible, because Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. This is why you can bless those people who persecute you. And this text was not written by people going around who were intent on persecuting people either. Those things may have happened in history, but that's not who wrote the scriptures. It's written by a people who were persecuted, written by St. Paul, a man who was a persecutor, and knew how evil it truly was, and who had become the persecuted himself, punished for the sake of Christ. Again, this is not the easy way out. There are easy ways out. They won't work for you. And it is difficult to overcome evil by doing good. But Jesus did just this when he paved the way of life, rising from the dead, when the light overcomes the darkness, when truth defeated the lie, and when death gave way to life. Now, you will never get anywhere if you try to start with other people's problems somewhere else. You cannot solve them. You can't fix them. No. Like, uh, just try and solve the complex problem that is Israel and Palestine. You can weep and rejoice with those people. You can have compassion on every single last one of those people. But this all starts with you today, with the people that God has given into your life. People always want uh, church to be kind of practical. And uh, it's kind of scary, though, when it gets too practical because then it might change your life. 
But I want you to forgive an enemy today. I want you to forgive an enemy right now. Think of someone. Name them your enemy. They could be like really big enemies or really kind of minor things. I want you to think of your enemy and name them and forgive them and bless them. And if you can, if they're here, if they live in your neck of the woods, bless them, live in peace with them, And if they're hungry, feed them. Because you, you are an enemy of God. And he has come to you and feeds you. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.